Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode 23. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings via our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Main and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie and I sit down with a teen and a tween to discuss Disney vacation planning from a teen's perspective. We learn what they'd like to be consulted about during planning, what their ideal Disney day looks like, what they love and hate doing, and what's on their Disney wish lists. We hope this is the conversation starter that'll help you and your teens plan the best trip ever. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everyone. So today we're, we have a fun episode. Um, you guys know planning a Disney vacation is no small feat. And for a lot of people out there, the reason they're planning a trip is because theirs is a family with kids and teens and they want to get a trip in before the kids fly the coop. So, and there's a lot to consider from coming up with a budget to then deciding which of the vast options of restaurants, attractions, experiences you might want to do. And in doing all of that, you might forget to get your kids input. So today we've got two young ladies that are going to share their thoughts about what's important to them when planning a Disney trip. We've got a tween and a teen, and we're officially dubbing this the first episode of a new series called Teen Talk. Joining me is fellow adult Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. Hey, Katie. Hello, everybody. How is everyone doing? I, I'm we're good over here, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we have Clara, who is 13 years old. Hey, Clara. Hello. And we also have Elise, who is 11 years old. Hey, Elise. Hello. Okay. So I'm going to kind of jump right into this discussion and and ask you guys, what are things, like, what things do you think that parents should consult their kids about when they're planning a Disney trip? And I'm going to start with Clara. Okay, so I really did think about this one. So basically, when I go to a Disney trip, mainly since I have like three other siblings, it's kind of hard to get in what people want to do because everybody wants to do like 15,000 different things. And obviously we all can't fit that in because some of us are very slow walkers. And so basically... (laughs) What I would like to do is 
my parents to go around and ask the kids, like, what are, like, your top 10 different things that you want to do? And then if it's, like, 10 or 40, because there are four kids, 40 different things that everybody wants to do, then narrow it down to five different things. So then there's just, like, 20 different things. So that's number one, is asking people, like, what they want to do and how they want to do it and, like, trying to do that. Okay, so you want you want to set priorities. Yeah. All right, I like it. And the nice thing would be too, like it, you know, something that Clara might want to do, Elise might not realize Clara wants to do it, and when they come up with their list, you guys might have things that are the same that you don't even realize it. So you might, you know, could prevent arguments, I guess you can say, on a trip because you already know that four out of the 10 things you want to do, Elise wants to do also. So you're killing two birds with one stone there. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. All right. All right. What about you, Elise? What are, what, what do you think the parents should consult their kids about when they're planning their trip? What do you want to be consulted about? Well, I don't like the rides that don't go fast and they don't have good drops so I only want to go on the thrill rides and I know that Clara also wants to do some of those so that's very convenient but another thing that like really is annoying is when everyone else in my family wants to meet a character I've never even seen the movie of and I don't even know what they're about because I do not like meeting characters because that just takes away the time that you could be on rides and getting churros Elise is okay. very motivated over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can understand that, especially, you know, there's four of you. So you're going to have to end up doing some things that you don't necessarily want to do. But again, if your parents come to you and say, what are your top five things? We're going to make sure that we try to get as many of those done as possible. Then it's kind of like a trade off, right? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else, um, Clara, that you can think of that you would want to be consulted about, whether it's like where you eat or where you stay or what, you know, what time you get up in the morning or any of those kinds of things? Uh, before Clara answers her question, I'm going to kind of add on to your question on this for her. So, okay. so Clara and Elise and their family, they are DVC members. So they're in a sense not stuck, um, but always stay at the same resort, okay? Because they're DVC, so that's how DVC works. Um, I mean, they have a couple options, but let's play into this this add-on question that Dawn just asked and pretend for a second that you aren't a DVC member and there's 32 different hotels you can choose from. Would you want your parents to con to consult you about where you would want to stay or... Would you be okay staying anywhere or would you have an opinion on where you could stay? Well, I personally do like the hotel that DVC offers. So I don't really know, but I do like that hotel. It's the Polynesian that we've stayed at like almost every single time. It's very nice. But, um, well, if I weren't a DVC member, then I would probably still want to be consulted about it because I will not 
well, I will if I absolutely have to, (laughs) share a bed with the rest of the family because our family is very specific on where they sleep in every single night. So if there is like one little small twin-sized bed that only fits one person and then like a full or king or queen-sized bed, my parents will obviously take the biggest bed, put Leo in between them, so then that's Leo's four, and so then that leaves me, Elise, and the other boy, Joshua. He's eight. And so we all hate, absolutely hate, sleeping in the same bed as each other. But obviously, if we get one of those smaller rooms that only has three beds, we have to. We have to share a bed, and it's obviously, like, terrible. And so... I would just like to be consulted because I would personally, personally choose a hotel room with more than just three beds. So that way nobody fights over who's sleeping with who and who's staying in which room, who's doing all that and who's getting which bed. Because that's always the worst. No, I think that's actually a really good point, Clara, because there are families that are traveling with, you know, you're 13 and you have all younger siblings, right? So, but imagine if you're 13 and you have like a 16 year old brother, you know, if there's just two of you, if you have two teenagers and it's, you know, they're just like, ew, no, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I, I, Hey, look, man, when I was a kid, (laughs) it didn't matter. Like, my parents took one bed and it was me and my brother in the other. We're four years apart. It wasn't a huge deal because whatever, who cares? But, you know, not all families are the same. So if you think, you know, if you're a parent out there and you think that your kids might be kind of wigged out sharing a bed or, you're, you know, you're not sure, this is something you could consult them about. I think that's a really good point. Katie, I'm sure you also just were like smashed into a bed with whoever. <laughs> uh, yes, I was. And, um, you know, for when Julie and Sarah listen, um, Sarah is the princess and got whatever she wanted. So, of course, Julie and I had to always share a bed because the youngest gets everything they want. So Ooh, we're getting hack <laughs> <laughs> <Attack> mode. <laughs> No, but yeah, I mean, we, same thing back when, when I was, you know, Claire and Elise's age there, I, well, when I was Claire and Elise's age, there was only two hotels that offered, um, rooms that could sleep five people. So we were basically stuck where two of us had to share a bed. We didn't have a choice in that matter. So, um, but I will say like, um, a lot of clients are calling me or when, you know, we call and we, they, they're going with four, especially four, just families of four, that they are wanting to pick hotels that do have that fifth person sleeper, even though there's only four of them because their kids don't want to stay in the same bed. So, I mean, you know, part of it could be them knowing their kids. Um, but also when you're at the 13 and 11 year old age and you want, you know, they're, you're trying to help them become independent and asking them questions, finding out, Hey, here's our options. What, you know, what hotels are, what are you looking for? What do you want to kind of experience in a hotel? What about you, Elise? Anything else you can think of that you would want to be consulted about? Well, I do not like a lot of the hotels. (laughs) Um, I only like two of them. One of them I've never stayed at, 
but I want to stay at it. Which one? Um, the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian. The Polynesian, we stay at so much, and it's amazing, but, like, it's kind of annoying because we are always there. But then the Grand Floridian, it also has a monorail, like, option, and it's beautiful, and we've never stayed there, so it would be, like, a difference because, like, if everything's the same every time you go to Disney, it's not fun anymore. Everything has to be different. Like. Fair rides are fine but food like you can't every morning go eat at like butte like bell and the beast castle like you can't always do that every morning so you so are the transportation is important to you is it the transportation or the way that it looks um well it's kind of both the transportation you need the monorail then looks it needs to either be like tropical or like fancy Elise, right. Elise is the bougie niece. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, it's like I'm talking to Katie 30 years ago. <laughs> we love All <her>. right. <laughs> okay, then. Um, yeah, it's what her feelings are of pop century. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she also won't go on a bus. No. Maybe I should travel with you guys. No. <laughs> You can come with us anytime, Don. Um, okay. So next I want to ask you what is an ideal day at Disney for you? If you kind of had it your way, what would you want to do? And Clara, I'm gonna start with you. So basically a normal day would look like let's say park usually opens what 8 a.m and yeah. then closes at 10 mm-hmm. yeah so i would wake up at 6 a.m like normal disney people <laughs> and you would have to go somewhere to get food not like just go into like your hotel's restaurant you would have to actually go into one of the parks and like do either Beauty and the Beast Castle or like Cinderella's Castle or some restaurant in the park that is open early for breakfast because then you can always always get on the rides early and it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) and so you would do that and then after that you would obviously already have like all your fast passes and stuff like that so you would do your morning fast passes go on any rides that aren't like long wait times over like 20 minutes then you'd have to get lunch because lunch is very important that's when everybody starts to get crabby (laughs) and so then you would have to go somewhere else to get lunch not like well if you were in epcot you could go to like one of the cities or countries 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 thank you you could go to one of the countries to get food to get like their special food that's like the only time that you get to like stop outside that's the only exception Mm -hmm. otherwise then you have to go inside and get food I know I'm being expensive right now but (laughs) I'm not paying (laughs) so so (laughs) you would get lunch okay be like the most expensive person you can okay (laughs) and you would do that then you would do your afternoon afternoon fast passes which mainly everybody has but once you finish your fast passes you can always get three new ones 
if one they, at a time. Yeah, if you can, you can always get one new one. My bad. You can always get one new one. At like once you finish all your fast passes. So let me stop you really quick with your, <laughs> I not that your idea is wrong, but as a mom who is taking into account because we've already asked our first question of what would you want to be consulted on and you have 10 things that you want to do how are we fitting all this in if we're sitting down at two restaurants already i mean you could always get takeout okay continue (laughs) you could always get i'm trying to put a realistic spin on this here because and i'm trying realistic spin back (laughs) and so you can always get takeout but once you finish your afternoon fast passes you can get one more for like whatever's open because not Mm -hmm. a lot of things are open the day that you have the fast pass okay so you do that you do whatever you want go get that then comes dinner obviously you could do whatever you want for dinner because dinner is also a very important meal also when everybody gets crabby so <laughs> what what kind of dinner would you want to do a sit-down dinner or no, like not a sit-down dinner. order dinner? chicken fingers and fries and be on the move oh no sit-down dinners are always kind of like bad unless you have nothing else to do okay because sit down because dinner is usually the time when you want to walk around absolutely everywhere because you've been walking around absolutely everywhere for the past what five hours it's yeah. very nice but okay whatever (laughs) whatever so you could be since you're walking around for the past like six all day all day all day day. but like straight walking around straight for like the past six hours yeah that's when you're the most energetic if you're not crabby so (laughs) i mean i want to do quick service for dinner yes quick service for dinner because that's when you can always and, like, dinner in wintertime is always when the sun starts to set. And that's when the rides start to get cool. And sometimes they have really long lines, but I'm willing to wait that long. So you could go. You could do your quick service dinner. And you could be still on the move. You could walk around, find short lines. Until, like, the fireworks come. And obviously, you have to watch the fireworks if you've never seen the fireworks. Mm -hmm. Because that is a must. It is just a must. But if you've already seen the fireworks, like I have a thousand times, then you could go on, like, if you're in Animal Kingdom, Mount Everest. Because that's an outside ride that is up high that you could see the fireworks from. Very cool. So you're a rope drop till park close kind of girl yes okay yeah that's where i was uh, that's where i was kind of going all right <laughs> so let's uh... <laughs> so you are not going back to your hotel in the middle of the day <laughs> no no <laughs> hotels just... are for free days <laughs> let's just take a moment to put a little um what's it called a uh, bookmark in this part of the of the episode here for when her mother is listening to this <laughs> and we oh, just no. heard it first that Clara would like to do open to close um, <laughs> with old because Clara has a problem getting up before 11 a.m. Actually, it's 9.30. Oh, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> we may take the bookmark out and continue, Dawn. All right, yeah, because she was like, I'm going to get up at 6 and I'm I- like, you go, girl. <laughs> 
I don't know what world or... she's living in this little, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I need to get up at five. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let me circle around to Elise. So what is your ideal day at Disney? Um, okay. So basically you have to wake up at like 4am in the morning, get ready, go rope drop. Um, you can just eat a granola bar for breakfast. Then you're fine, I guess, because granola bars are amazing, but you can't sit down for breakfast unless you have like a whole week there and then you can sit down for breakfast one of the days or two of the days or three of the days but not all the days okay then you have to go on all the rides that have really 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 long lines because those will probably be the shortest in the early morning as long as you like get there when like the people are still opening it yeah as long as you rope drop but um, then after that, you have to go on, like, another ride that's, like, usually has a long line, but it also doesn't have a long line. And then you can get a churro. And then you can go on another ride, which, like, you have to do because rides are amazing. And then you might be able to have lunch, depending on how much time you have. But you can't have lunch at a normal time because everyone will be having lunch at that time, and it will be so busy. And... Everyone else will be there, and you will not get lunch until, like, three hours later, and then all the rides will be long lines again. You want to go on the rides when there's lunch, because everyone else will go will be getting, getting lunch instead of being on the rides. So you should get lunch either a little early or a little late, but never at the right time. And then go on more rides. Usually use your fast passes in the afternoon or, like, right before lunch. Um, then after that for dinner, you can either get dinner or you can have another granola bar one or the other you're fine either way but um you can never sit down at a restaurant and take longer than half an hour because that'll waste your time (laughs) when you could be going on rides and rides are amazing so you could do that instead but for dinner you also should probably have it a little early because if you have it a little late then there's probably going to be fireworks going on unless you eat dinner at a normal time um But you have to eat dinner, like, a little bit early, which is, like, I don't know what time. But you have to eat dinner a little early so that you can go on the rides during dinner and during the fireworks. Because if you've seen the, if you've never seen the fireworks in your life, just go, go, go on, like, Tower of Terror or something and see them on the ride. Or anything. I don't really, it doesn't really matter where you see them. Just, you have to see them, but you can't sit down and see them. You can just, like, walk by from across the park just as an excuse to see them but you have to go on the rides during that time because rides never have long lines during fireworks or meals never. Right, so Lisa's rope drop to close to a park close too huh yes i can pull that off she is and she is 100 percent right of getting up at 4 a.m that's a normal day for her um and i also want to point out she's bougie in her taste for hotels but she is super basic in her taste for food because she's literally only eating french fries because that's the only thing you can get and eat in 30 minutes (laughs) so she she can afford to stay at the bougie hotel because she has not bought any food the entire week true (laughs) hey you have to bring food and she you know i i'm sitting here listening to her saying all these things that you and i have talked about in the past about eating at off times and taking advantage of when people are on breaks or eating 
And then she got to not sitting and watching the fireworks, and I'm sitting here cringing. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, she's so strategic. This is making me happy. This is She's like my spreadsheets girl. She's like, you cannot eat between 11 and 1 because that's when everybody else is eating, and you should be in line for Splash Mountain. Duh. Right. I'm, I'm sitting here like, wow, she is paying attention when we go on these big family trips. And then she said that she wants to watch the fireworks from Tower of Terror. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you can see them on 4th of July. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But, but they have Mickey but Mouse I'm very. I agree. You can on Soren. They have Mickey Mouse I, um, I am very impressed with, with uh, I mean, she's very right. Elise is very ride motivated, if anyone hasn't noticed yet. <laughs> so let me ask a follow-up question. Um, is anyone in the family not a park open to park close person that does like to go back to the hotel in the middle of the day or go to Disney Springs or leave, you know, leave the park for any reason? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right, for sure. Our, our dad loves <laughs> no. to leave the park in the middle of the day. No, he's just, just going to go leave. back. He'll just be swimming the whole time. Yeah. He'll just sleeping. go back to the hotel and start swimming. But my mom will leave the park to go to Disney Springs and spend all her money there. Uh, <laughs> I think our other, our other aunt also, or, uh, not my aunt, uh, their other aunt would, would choose uh, taking a break and maybe coming back to a park, but more often than not, probably not going back to a park. <laughs> but I think when it comes to this, um, me, Dan, and James, because, well, James doesn't have a choice, um, let's face it, <laughs> and um, 80% of this family are open to closers. As well, long the reason as I, yeah, the reason I asked that question is because some families, you know, parents, you, you're paying, you're going to Disney, and you, you know... Especially yeah. if you've been there before, you might think we're going all day mm -hmm. and your kids might be like, but I really want to swim in the pool. We yeah. spent, all, you know, we spent this money in to stay at this cool hotel and I want to go swim in the pool. And, the, you know, it's like, or you might have one kid that wants to go all day and one kid that doesn't. So now you can look at your planning and you can say, okay, one day, one of these days we're going to go all day and we're going to let the kid that wants to go all day, choose the park that we go to all day. And then another day we're going to do what the kid that doesn't want to go all day wants to do. So if he wants to go ride boats or if he wants to go swimming or if he wants to go take a nap, whatever, we're going to go do that one day. So you can make sure that each kid at least got to do one day the way they wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I will say too, with the, um, with the, with the, um, park open to close plan that we are doing here, um, as many of our listeners know, uh, I go to Disney when it's a thousand degrees outside and I love every minute of it. Um, this family does not, they are February, January, <laughs> Yeah, you when it's summer. cold it's too hot and busy they enjoy when it's cold so not necessarily taking a break in the middle of the day isn't out of the question because it's not hotter than satan's home <laughs> so um so i will put that out there so full disclosure that they are not my children and they do not go to disney in the summer like i enjoy <laughs> no but everyone i have to know you also have to know if your kid can hang because yes. Some kids can't hang. They can't. 
right. be up at 6 a.m. and go to bed. You know, if the park's open till midnight, if you mm-hmm. go, if you're during an like a fully on season and the park's open till midnight, you ain't getting on the monorail till 12:45. You ain't in your bed until 1:30 in the morning. There's a, like most adults can't do that. <laughs> so sometimes your kids can't hang, and you have to know if it's possible. Right. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Let's see. My next question is, Clara, we're going to start with you. All right. What is important to you to do when you're at Disney? So whether it's certain meals or restaurants you want to eat at or characters you want to meet, attractions you want to do, shows you want to see, like what are your priorities? That's a good question, and I have to think about that. Uh, basically, what I want to do, my priorities are, like, well, doing stuff that I haven't done before because of, like, littler kids. So if I were going just, like, me, myself, and I, I would do stuff that I haven't done before because, one, my mom will not, my mom or dad will not go on it with me because they are in their, in their words, in their words, I'm just repeating what they say, too old for this. <laughs> and two, because we have two young kids, like Leo, he's four, Joshua, he's eight, but he has a heart defect, so he can't go on most things. So then that, Le- but then Leo's four, so then that makes it harder for, like, people to go on rides with us, like, my mom and my dad will, will, will split up, but then Leo will want my mom, but then Elise will want my mom. So <laughs> it's an ugly cycle in this household. Oh, yeah, extremely. <laughs> and so then that's harder. So then I would do stuff that I haven't done before, even if it's like some child four-year-old show. I do not care. Nothing is for four-year-olds if it's in Disney. It is Disney. I've taught her well. You're... you're- Things that are important to you are trying to get to do new things that you haven't done yet. Yeah. Okay. I is there but is there anything specific you can think of? Well, mainly like places in the countries in Epcot. I haven't been to like stop in every last country because somebody's feet hurt. Somebody just wants to get this one mile circle of countries over with and somebody else wants to go back but doesn't realize that it's over half the half that we're over the halfway mark and is trying to go back the opposite way. And so I haven't stopped in every last country. So I want to stop in my in the countries that I haven't been in and do stuff that I haven't been in, like go into shops that I've never been in before, see what they have. Maybe even spend my parents' money, but go in places <laughs> I've never been in and stuff like that. Okay, I like it. Um, what about you, Elise? What What's important for you to do when you're at Disney? Um, okay, so I, I'm pretty basic. Um, rides? Rides. Some more rides, but only a little bit. Actually, a lot. Um, uh, yeah, uh, no, I got one more. Rides. Oh, um, no, I have two more. Churros and rides. So you're not worried about 
like trying a new restaurant or meeting a character you've never met or any of those kinds of things? No, I don't like meeting characters because it's only a waste of time <gasps> if you don't like the character. But if it's like <gasps> a pigment or something, then it's amazing and you can go meet them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Heart. My heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Katie, do you have any, do you want to ask a follow-up on that? Yeah, I want to know. So uh, we've all been to Disney many, many times. We know what all the parks has. And I want I want one specific thing, one, whether ride, attra- attraction, show, or restaurant that you've never done that is on your list. But next time you go to Disney, you want to see. Pick a park. Doesn't matter. One thing, just one thing that is on your list that you absolutely, when we go to Disney next time, say, this is what I want to do. Because you've never done it before. I got one. What is it? Meet. I have two different characters that I've never met stuck in my mind and I want to meet them. Okay. Either the Bernstein Bears. Is that what their name is? Right. The Something like the no, that's a that's a child. That's a child's children's book. book. <laughs> Wait, the Burns <laughs> liver lips, liver lips. Yeah, the, the oh my gosh, what? Okay, country bear jamboree guys. <laughs> that I, those guys. I've oh. seen them walking around the country area of Magic Kingdom, but I've never actually like stopped and actually like met them. And it's kind of sad. Or Doug. So you want to see the country? Have you watched Country Bear Jamboree ever? You know, it's That's a show another thing that kingdom. I have to do. <laughs> All right. So when we go to Disney next, Clara wants to see Country Bear Jamboree. Check. How about you, Elise? What's one thing that's you've never done before in Disney specific that you want to do? Um, well, I was going to say the same thing. She stole my idea. Sorry. Country okay. Bear Jamboree. I really want to do that. Like, I really want to do that. Because every time we walk past it, it's like, can we go do this? And then my mom's like, no, we have a fast pass for this. It's all the way across the park. We are, we right, are like, so, speed. So Country Bear Jamboree is on the list for, for these two here. I'm, I'm making a note of it because <laughs> we are going to Disney in March. And uh, you can be sure that I will follow up on that promise here and you can see maybe they'll have a meet and greet time in the times guide for big al and liver lips mm-hmm. yeah. no they're I really don't. fun they are okay here's a another one um clara i'm gonna start with you what do you absolutely hate doing at disney oh man well, it's Disney. Mainly, what can you hate about it? But <laughs> or about me? Nope. Maybe if you think back to some of your previous trips, things that you hated during that trip, whether it was the time you got up, or how long it took to wait <laughs> for something, or uh, a ride that you went on and just despise, or like a food you ate that was disgusting. <laughs> You know, just think back to your trips and think like, what did you, what do you, what did you hate doing? I won't get mad. You can say well, it. Well, I hate it. To be honest here, I mean, I say I'm gonna wake up at five thirty or six in the morning, but that honestly doesn't happen. I tell my mom to wake me up at six, 
Well, I tell her 5.30, and she wakes me up at 6.30. And I'm like, ma'am, I told you 5.30 because I knew you were going to be late, but I didn't know you were going to be an hour late to waking me up. And so she'll wake me up late, and it's kind of annoying because then she'll be like, no, you don't have time to take a shower. And I would literally just turn on the shower to freezing cold, and and it would touch my back, and I would be awake. So that's how I would get up for school and for Disney. If you were telling your parents, you know, if your parents sat you down to, and they wanted your help planning the vacation and they said, what do you hate doing? We'll skip those things. What would you tell them? Well, I would tell them the stuff that I'm What's not that? favored about, but I wouldn't, I don't hate it. What's one of those things? Like, what about like, Navi River Journey? Would you want to do that again ever? Never done it. Really? Wait, Navi River Journey? I think I've seen In a video. Pandora? I think I've seen a video of no, it. We, dad, went on it. we went on it once. No, my dad. No. Okay. I actually don't know if I've been. What about that. Living with the Land? All right. Have I done that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely have. Elise, do you have anything that you have disliked thoroughly while Clara thinks about her? <laughs> <laughs> Poor sleeping while she thinks about her poor sleeping arrangements. (laughs) Okay, well, I don't like meeting characters. It's just a waste of time. Just look at a picture of them and then selfie your computer while the picture is pulled up and say you met them. Because it takes forever and the line is ridiculously long, which is also another thing I hate, which is really long lines. Rock and roller coaster. I keep getting that mixed up with like rock, um, Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket at Universal. We don't talk about that here. Continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other park down the road. <laughs> <laughs> What's that over there, Dad? What's that dark land over there? <laughs> you shall never go there, Simba. <laughs> um, well, rock and roller coaster, it, the line, it's literally 72 seconds long, Max. I, it was something ridiculous. It was so short. But it's like you're waiting in like almost an hour like or more than an hour long line, unless you have a fast pass, because fast passes are amazing, um, just to go on like a ride that's literally like like one minute long. And it's over. What is your personal limit for waiting in line for a ride? Like at, at what point do you say... I, I I don't need to go on this ride right now. I can wait and come back later and see if the line is shorter. Um, For me, I've told Katie in the past, my personal limit is two hours, but that is not for every ride. Like I'm not waiting two hours for Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. I'll wait two hours for Tower of Terror though, because yeah. I want to be dropped. <laughs> oh. Would you, Elise, would you wait two hours for Flight of Passage? No. So what's so, your max? I love my What's your max? My max is 40 minutes. Oh, man. 40 minutes. But that's only for, like, Jeez. Rock Coaster and, like, the good rides. Like, the really thrilling ones. Oh, man. Okay. What's your max, Clara? Oh, my max? Mm-hmm. Depends on which ride. Like, I Flight would Flight of wait, Passage. Flight of Passage? Oh, I would wait about an hour and 45 minutes for that. And okay, so you have a little more patience. Yeah. Yeah, I have have things that I can do because I downloaded apps while waiting in line for Tower of Terror because that was an insane line and you didn't have fast passes because we went in May of this year. 
and I went with Katie and my mom. And I just downloaded apps, and we started playing, like, charades, and we played all these different games in line. yes. And so it passed the time. So I would wait, like, an hour and 45 minutes for Flight of Passage, about, yeah, I would say two hours for Tower of Terror, same as you. And then I do... Would you wait two hours for Small World? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Katie, what are you even getting at over there? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I found the thing that I hate. Actually, I kind of like Small World. I love Small World, but I'm not waiting two hours, please. Exactly. Yeah. I absolutely oh. hate Small World with a burning passion. <laughs> I, I'm not waiting two hours either for it. I was just trying to, you know. Sarah, <laughs> oh, you're going to make me cry. It's got a little. All right. So Elise hates characters and she doesn't want to do it. So the least amount of character interactions she has to have is the best. Yeah. <laughs> and Clara hates not getting up on time. And small world. <laughs> <laughs> and small world. Like- okay. Okay, so on the opposite side of hate, we kind of touched on it earlier, but I want to circle back around to this because I want you to sort of give me your list. What are some experiences on your Disney wish list? Whether it's, you know, you want to stay at a certain hotel or you want to do a certain tour or eat at a specific restaurant or go to a festival or a party or, you know, like literally anything in Disney, what's on your wish list? Give me like five things. Claire, I'm going to start with you. All right. I want to do the Star Cruiser, the brand new Star Cruiser. That is coming out in spring 2022. Okay. Cool. Like, we went over every last detail of it. We went over how much it would cost, even for my family of six. It would cost at least, like, $8,000. And the VIP tours. Oh, The VIP tours. The thing that I said that I once would work as, but now I'm kind of regretting that because you have to wear pants. I would want to do that, and I would obviously have to do, um, what's it called? Oh, Rise of Resistance and the Millennium Falcon ride in Galaxy's Edge. And I would have to build a lightsaber because I've never done that. And building a lightsaber is just the coolest thing in the world. Even if you're just going to keep that lightsaber in your room just sitting there staring at you, I don't care. It is still the best experience to build one. That's a pretty good wish list. I'm <laughs> I got one thing on my wish list. I mean, yeah, Star Trek, the Galactic. And I know this is, I'm not a teen or a tween, but what I will say is to stay in one of those bungalows at the Polynesian. <gasps> hmm. oh. Yeah, I forgot about those, didn't you? I did! <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> those bungalows are going to get, that's like as close to Fiji as I'm getting on that bungalow. <laughs> so. I really want to do the Keys to the Kingdom tour, even though... I used to work there, and I've been in the Utilidors a million times, even in the areas they don't take you on the tour, but I still want to do the freaking tour. <laughs> um, okay, how about you, Elise? What's on your Disney wish list? Give me, like, a handful of things. Um. Okay, so I really, 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 really want to get a tour guide because that would definitely 
try and get to my goal of going on every single ride that there is in one day. Because I don't know if that's physically possible. Most of them. <laughs> Most of them. them. All the rides that I want to do. Like the sit down rides like Little Mermaid. I would not do that. Like the thrill ride. The crazy so ones that knock mermaid. you out of your seat. And if you didn't have a seatbelt, you'd probably be dead. But um, like the crazy ones. But VIP tour guides are amazing because you literally go to the front of the line, which I think is crazy. Um, oh, I want to try and go on like all of the mountains, which is Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain. Some people count Everest, but I don't count Everest because it's not in the same park. You I want to try and do day? all those, but not in all in one day because you could totally do them all in one day because I've done them all in one day, like so many times. But I want to try and like have like a time frame that I want to try and do all of them. Like something crazy would be like an hour, but I'd probably do like three hours, two hours, because I don't think I could do it in one hour because they're like really far away from each other, I think. I don't know. Well, Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain are not, but. So set a challenge for yourself, kind of. Try and meet the challenge in a day. Yeah. All right. I got one that I bet you Elise is going to say, oh, I wish I would have had that idea. Oh, okay. So her thing about sitting down at restaurants, not watching the fireworks, but watching the fireworks while doing something. What about eating dinner on top of the contemporary so you can have a really nice dinner while you're watching the fireworks and kill two birds with one stone? No. Really? No. What? No, I'd rather go on rides. Oh, okay. I thought you would have. I want to do a private fireworks cruise. That would be cool. Yes. And they're, like, way more affordable than I thought they were. All right, I know. They're the big thing now. Yeah. All right. Anybody else got anything to throw out on their wish list? I want to live in the castle. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I want to do that. But they won't let you. Like, not even for no. Make-A-Wish. I have one more question for you, which I did not actually send to you, Katie. So this is going to be a surprise for you, too. <laughs> Um, you know, when I was a kid, I, you know, you can't, you can't really work until you're like 14 or 15. So a lot of the money that is getting spent on souvenirs is just whatever allowance your parents are giving you. So I want to know from each one of you, are you the type of person when you're at Disney that likes to buy a lot of little things like you know, maybe if your parents gave you like 150 bucks for souvenirs, are you the person that's going to buy like seven things that cost $20? Or are you spending that entire $150 on one really awesome souvenir, like a piece of art or like some cool collectible? So Claire, I want to start with you. I'm going to buy like a Jedi cloak and then use the rest of the money to buy some weird thing that I just found randomly in a store. So you'd buy one big thing? I'd buy like two big things or like one big thing and like one small thing. Okay, cool. What about you, Elise? Um, well, I would probably get like one medium sized thing that's like not expensive. And then I would get like a bunch of like, I mean, necklaces and earrings are, like, the stuff I would buy, but those are expensive there. So I would probably get, like, three necklaces, and then I would literally run out of money. 
Okay. Okay. So it's not necessarily, you're actually being thoughtful about the things that you're buying. You're not just trying to, you know, buy a bunch of cheap stuff. You want stuff that's going to last you for a while. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, if, do you guys have any closing thoughts that you would like to share with parents out there that are planning trips with kids your age? Like if you could, if you could say something to your parents and not get in trouble without swearing (laughs) (laughs) about when it comes time to plan a Disney trip, you know, what, what would you want them to know? Clara, you can go first. Well, like, I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you kind of round it out in the first question about you just want to be consulted about what, what we're going to do? Yeah. Like mainly. Yeah. That's kind of. About it. Yeah. And Oh, our parents used to do, like, Disney dollars. It was really weird. And so they gave us Disney dollars when we were good. And so each, they would print out, like, little Disney, like, either villains or characters. And they would have, like, $5 bills, $1 bills. But, like, they would be, like, small and be on pieces of paper. And it would be so cool because they would give you, they would cut it out. And they would give you, like, $5 if you do a chore a dollar if you're good, but then they can also take away money when you're acting bad. So then you can do certain chores for, like, extra money. Like, they would print out, like, actual $20 Disney dollars, and they would make, and they would, and then that's how much you got to spend at Disney. And it was fun. That's a good idea. Cool. All right. What about you, Elise? Anything you want to say to parents out there that are planning trips with kids your age? Um, well, this is only if, like, your kid is, like, a thrill seeker or, like, mildly likes thrill, just not if they, like, absolutely hate thrill and they're terrified of everything. Um, but you should just, like, be, like, prepared to have your kids say, hey, can I go on Rock and Roller Coaster? And then if you're, like, not able to literally go on that because as you get older, you literally can't do stuff. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, well, that's what our mom says. She's like, I can't do this. I'm too old. But if you're going to, you should just be prepared because if your kid is a thrill seeker, they're going to say that and you're going to be like, I'm not, no, I can't do that. Okay. So you just, you just want parents to be aware that their kids might get excited if they see a thrill ride and it's, it's kind of a bummer if they can't go on it. Yeah. I think a big part of all, like, everything that I'm taking away at least like something to think about when when James gets older is and this goes to all the parents that are out there like as your kids get older and especially if they've been to dis maybe not so much if it's their first time going because they might not know what's going on um but coming from a couple of teens and tweens here that have been many times and are very lucky and should hopefully realize how lucky they are that they've gotten to go as many times as they have that knowing what Disney has to offer, make sure that you're taking your kids into consideration because we all know, and these girls know it very well, as tweens and teens get older, they get this little attitude thing. (laughs) Um, And 
if you're consulting your kids, their attitude might be a little less grouchy if <laughs> if they're doing things that they might like have an interest in doing. If you're going to pull your your 13 year old um, onto Small World because you like it, you might get a little resistance on that. But if they know that they're going on Small World because you like it, but in return you're going to help them meet that let's get on all the mountains in two hour challenge they might be more apt to going on something that they might not want to do because they know that you're helping them get this goal done. So I think the big thing of it is take your kids' ideas into consideration or at least sit down with them, especially if they've been to Disney before. Yeah, one thing I was thinking about was like, I know a lot of people out there are probably like, you know, I'm paying for it, so I don't need my kids' input. (laughs) But you, you know, you don't have to come to them with the Disney website and say, which hotel do you want to stay at? Because your kid has no idea how much $2,000 a night is to stay in one of those bungalows at the Polynesian. They don't have any concept of money. They don't know what things cost. They don't know how much money you make. (laughs) They don't know how much your health insurance is. They don't know any of that. So when you're setting your budget though, you can figure out, okay, we're comfortable spending $280 a night. Mm -hmm. Which hotels are that or less? Okay, now now you've narrowed it down to like eight hotels. Which of these eight hotels would we want to stay at? Okay, now you've got four hotels, right? Because you're not staying at the all-star resorts, <laughs> but you're willing to stay at one of the Port Orleans resorts or mm-hmm. Caribbean beach or art of animation. So then show those four to your kids and ask them, which one of these do you most want to stay at? So there you're still, you're still letting them pick or give you feedback, but you're not just putting everything out there and they don't know how much things cost or what's possible so you know and again it's like okay look we can eat two sit-down meals while we're there here you know there's uh, I don't know thousands of sit-down meals you could eat at Disney (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so maybe you're looking at like we would like to do a character breakfast which one of these do you want to do you know, just narrow it down and then give them the options of the things that you would want to do and let them pick which one they like the best. Now, all three of you or all four of you or however many kids you have are happy with the choices. So, you know, it's yes. You know, maybe if you have like a 17 or 18 year old, they understand what money is. (laughs) Uh, But Sometimes, you know, younger kids, they don't, they don't know the difference between, you know, they don't, they don't understand the difference between how much it costs to stay at Art of Animation and how much it costs to stay in a two bedroom suite at the boardwalk (laughs) because they don't know what money is. (laughs) So again, it's just, there's like a strategy to it, but you know, we were thinking, you know, Katie and I were thinking there's parents out there that are planning trips specifically because they want to take their kids. Mm-hmm. So you should get your kids input about what they want to do because <laughs> yeah. you're going for them, you know? I mean, I will say like, be, first of all, 
one thing that I've gotten out of this for when we go to Disney on our next trip is that I'm setting Clara's alarm for her at 5.30 and <laughs> I will make sure she's out of bed. And uh, I'm we're going to figure out a challenge for at least to get done in two hours. So like I have that something that I actually I've been to Disney with these girls multiple times and granted they were younger, but I never knew either of them wanted to do that. So, like, I learned a lot just from doing this kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, you don't, you you just go and you just do what you do. And then you find out, like, you know, Clara really wants to eat at the sit-down restaurant in France. And, and you're like, what? Right? <laughs> I didn't even know she was interested in French food. <laughs> Claire's going to be hanging out with Katie and, and Katie and Uncle Danny uh, going to see all the countries that she's never gotten to see. So I've done that before. I will not be with you on that. I know what I'll be doing, but <laughs> we'll make sure it stays uh, PG for Clara while we're in the <laughs> countries. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, hey, thank you, Clara and Elise, for coming on and sharing your thoughts and your advice and all of that with us because I think it's going to help a lot of people out there that are planning their vacations. Well, thank you for letting us on. And I'm sure that we will have more topics in the future. So we'll hopefully have you back soon. Yeah. All righty. All right, guys, we're pulling up to our stop. Uh, and of course, as usual, Katie and I want to know what you think. If you have done this with your kids, like gotten their input when you're planning your vacation, uh, you know, I would love to hear like what input you got from them that was surprising or, you know, terrifying <laughs> in some cases, maybe depending on <laughs> how your kid is. Uh, and so just head over to the group and uh, we'll post a prompt there and you guys can let us know because I'm super curious. And with that, we're all going to say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, yep. guys. That's That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to our teen panel, Clara and Elise, for openly sharing their perspectives on Disney vacation planning. And of course, thanks to Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you're heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com on Facebook at Pictures and Postcards Travel or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash main and magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can also email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at mainandmagic. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye. So we say see you real soon. Bye.